presentation of Sports Talk Radio. It's this man. It's the compassion. It's the it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the it's the horse sense of the guy. You know what? This is crap. We're gonna stop this. I can't stand it. Run it again. Huddle up and run it again. We're rolling now. <laughs> I think so. Microphones are on. Marker eight ten go. The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. Schools. Russell's going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvison. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, A.J., you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson and AJ Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in and joining us. What up, America? What's going on in the hood? 435-339-0321 if you want to answer that question (laughs) on our Guild Mortgage text line. Or disagree with what we're saying. Agree. Ask a question. We've received all of the above so far uh, within the first hour of the show. Covering the Masters, the Utah Jazz. Um, those were our primary topics in the first hour, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, <laughs> short memory. Dr. Rich Gordon, we talked about him. Uh, Legend you talked about at Utah State. You used a weird, a weird word for the betting line. Would you like to repeat that one again? Or no, no, we'll just move along. Okay. Some people... Just- Took offense to how I nobody took offense. Tried to make a no, statement about offense. Boise State. It was the words you used, man. Boise State. It was like trying are, to project. Are you are you serious? Uh, announcing some plans about uh, you know, future projects with their athletics. Yeah. With money they don't have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, four three five three three nine zero three two one. A couple texts that came through. Um, first, 3714 asking, should we go through a quick tutorial on all the members of the Mountain West Conference as a help for AJ? Okay, no. You couldn't remember no. where uh, Hawaii dude. was and where I, some of their teams, where they compete. I don't, dude, I, I honestly didn't think they had a basketball program anymore. Crap gets confusing. <laughs> 4781, AJ, you can suck it. Jazz ain't moving. Okay, listen, you guys, Ryan Smith isn't, isn't dumb. He's not going to get on Twitter and be like, you know what? You're right. We are actually moving to Las Vegas. We'll be leaving in about three years. Just plan on that. Hope to see you in Vegas to come support the Las Vegas Galaxy. All right? He ain't going to say that. So, of course, he's going to give the whole cliche speech of, and I'm being, and look, you got after me off air, what, yesterday, that this was getting old and it was getting tired. Eric, it's because I believe it. It's because I'm saying it. I'm not saying it to be funny, to create argument, to create a rise out of you. I'm saying it because I truly believe it. Ryan Smith is taking this team and is going. And the fact that he's like, oh, I love Jazz Nation and there's zero... Hello. 
Hi, Gordon Hayward. Hi, Gary Anderson. Hi, Kyrie Irving. Hi, Kevin Durant. Do you want me to keep going? Because I freaking will. I'm just telling you, don't believe everything you hear on the interwebs, especially Twitter. Because there's a mountain of evidence that suggests that he's going to move them otherwise. Right? I mean, what other reason would there be, Ajay? Great there market. Zero evidence. Incredible fan base. Zero evidence. And he's changing the identity of the Utah Jazz in regards to color scheme and logo. Doesn't mean he's moving the team and uprooting the team. Why else a team would you that he do it? loved all of his life. So, he was a junior no, no, jazz. No, no, no. Okay, coach so why is he jazz. doing it then? He's been a part owner. He's been a season ticket holder for forever. Is is he, he was the one guy that the Millers would he could be convinced to sell to? No, hold on. He wasn't if he actually getting, he really keep truly it did love the Jazz since he was a junior Jazz kid, he would have kept it as it was. But now he's changing the identity, the logo. He hasn't changed anything yet. He's going to. It's coming up next year. He's going to move the team, according to you. He don't know going, any he's of changing this. Changing the identity. Why else would you? Why, if you love the Jazz so much, why don't you keep it as it is? Why would you change it? Nothing has changed. We can debate it's that going if and when it happens next year. He taken down. They taken down like the. I mean, they changed the color of Vivian Arena. They've changed the color of the practice facility. Like I don't know what this guy's. This guy's trying to create his own identity to show that he's the owner. He is such an egomaniac that he's creating his own identity to separate such himself an from the Millers. Maniac? No, it's unreal. Uh, <laughs> a couple more texts coming through. Two seven seven six. The Jazz are the next Wisconsin Badgers head coach. <laughs> Is that a Gary Anderson reference? Might be. Uh, 9315. I don't know how many hoods are in your viewing area. Oh, there's a few. You know? Some over there. Some over here. One next to us. One right there. <laughs> one guy always wears a hood. <laughs> I don't think that's the same hood. Little red riding hood. Uh, 4374. 5374, excuse me. Andre, the Jazz have so many logos and colors, they need one set identity. Yeah, what happened when yeah. uh, they changed their to the Mountain logo back in the uh, 90s? Like, oh my gosh, Larry Miller is such an egomaniac. He's changing the logo and color scheme. He's not a true Jazz he fan. He still kept the colors. And then they changed it to like the, uh, the, the, the different shades of blue. And a different font for the Jazz. Yeah, that was weird. Oh, my gosh. He's such an egomaniac. No, he's changing weird. the identity. He's going to move the team and do something different. Larry wouldn't move the team. Larry, why, why, why wouldn't Larry move the team? But Larry, Ryan Smith is going to. Larry bought the team when it was here. He helped save the franchise here. He so saved the franchise. Ryan Smith just bought the team. Ryan Smith didn't save anything, though. Larry Smith saved the Jazz. Larry Smith was Salt Lake. <laughs> Larry Larry Miller? I'm Larry Miller. Dang it. Gosh. No. No wonder you were giving me that look. Stop it. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to be a bully. I'm just trying to understand. <laughs> I love how you have to put a disclaimer on it. I'm I know. not trying to be a bully. I'm going to hear from Piranhas. I love Piranhas, man. Piranhas my guy. <laughs> 1570. If Ryan Smith wasn't from Utah, then you may have something. But being born and raised in Utah, I have a hard time seeing him move them. The reason why he's changing the colors, I think, is to make it his own and get away from the Miller brand. But, yeah, see? But why is he doing that? What's the point? Like The franchise has undergone a lot of different identities. Like the, the black and copper. That was a really bad idea. Whoever came up with that idea, I hope got fired the next day. super ugly. Yeah, they, they needed to fire that dude. <laughs> 
Whoever came up with that idea. And if it was Larry Miller, they needed to fire him then. The the uh, the the powder blue. Those I mean, what, were cool. I actually not, I, I didn't mind them, but what does that have to do with do the you know traditional we colors? Do? We need to come up with our like what was our favorite uniforms? Uh zero three nine one. It's called rebranding, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Actually, that was pretty good. It's called rebranding, idiot. That was good. Nine nine three eight. Nine nine three eight. I feel like AJ is like Eeyore when okay. it comes to the jazz. Okay, now that's offensive. Why do I got to be the donkey? Can I be like the rabbit? Or just call me the fat bear. I don't care. I'll be that one. <laughs> fat bear. Or the tiger that was on drugs. Right. I don't know. <laughs> A lot of energy. Nine three one five. Ajay, I mean the janitor. Ryan Smith okay. is not moving the team. How many fake accounts does Ajay have on Twitter that he is using to save the Jazz in Vegas? Just, I mean, look. I hope he doesn't because we need a team in Utah. I'm just saying, if it happens, you heard it here first and you're welcome. Ryan Smith, absolutely 0%. Proud wow. of Utah. Love Jazz Nation. Huh. Here for life. I wonder what Craig Smith said before he left. Oh, something pretty darn similar to that. <laughs> yeah, that because hey, coaches are different, players are different. Ownership—that's a whole other ball of wax. Explain. Besides, yeah, I mean, you're an. They owner. have a lot more skin in the game, and what? Why they want to keep a franchise in a, in a given space? The if people trying to use the Rams as an example. Mm-hmm. That's a franchise that has a history of moving around. They were in L.A., then they were in St. Louis, then they were in L.A. They bounced around a lot. Raiders bounced around a lot. Yeah, Raiders moved all over too. Cardinals as well. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. I, I I think that there's money. There's a gold mine over there in Las Vegas, and I think Why, Ryan I think is stirring it down. There will be a new franchise that will come to Las Vegas. It will be a new franchise. There's a a big conglomerate that bought what 25 acres. They're going to make an entertain a sports and entertainment hub south of the Strip. A 20,000 seat arena that will be built specifically for basketball. Hmm. Interesting, but Just that saying. will that will be to attract a new team, build a new NBA franchise. Uh, speaking of the Jazz, nice win last night over uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder, who had like nine players on their injury list. Yeah, that was who didn't I, play. I saw your tweet. That was quite the list. That was insane. So it was a bunch of nobodies bunch of guys called up from the G League and 10-day contracts. Oklahoma City is just trying to get through the end of the season uh, the best they can. <laughs> um, you know, a race to the bottom for draft picks. But still, the game needed to be played. Jazz blew them out one by, what, 36 points? and crazy number. Here's some other crazy numbers that happened last night. Jared Butler... Called into service, played more minutes because Trent Forrest rolled his ankle early in the second yeah, quarter. Yeah, that sucked. Or had a foot strain. <clears throat> uh, I guess they just announced a, they did an MRI. It's a ligament strain in his foot, so it will be reevaluated. 
But Jared Butler coming off the bench played well. Jordan Clarkson off the bench played well. The only pair of NBA teammates in the last 30 years with 10 or more assists off the bench in the same game. Something else to chew on from that game last night for the Jazz. Hassan Whiteside, the only NBA player in the last 30 years with 15 or more points, 10 or more rebounds, and five or more blocks in under 20 minutes of play. (laughs) So Jazz had a great game against Memphis, and that fueled them into their – I think they're trying to make a statement for themselves as much as to anybody else that they are willing to compete at a high level. Um, Friday will be interesting against Phoenix. Who will play for Phoenix? Their seed is already locked up and has been for quite some time. Yeah. Will they be resting guys? Um, it's not really like the Jazz can necessarily move up. They need a lot of other things to happen externally, which would be really rare. Like if Portland suddenly gets hot and beats Dallas, that would be crazy if it were to happen. But the Jazz would need several things to happen outside of their control for them to be able to move up and be a, a, at that four spot. Um, highly unlikely, but still a chance that they could. Hey, um, I was going to ask you. Shoot. I'll get it back. Sorry. Got a couple texts, and I'll, I'll, I'll remember the question. I was going to ask you something. 9315, Audrey, when the Jazz leave Utah, I will buy you the best steak you can find for dinner. Sweet. Sounds good. I like steak. Uh, 2776, yeah, Utah Jazz are from Utah. Jazz capital of the world. <laughs> one five seven zero. Most teams that end up moving move because they have poor attendance and the community is not backing them, or the city's not backing the team. The Jazz sell out crowds almost every game of the uh, and the city of Salt Lake is continually backing them. There is no reason to move them. Hold that thought. I'll get back to that. Last NBA team to move, according to nine nine three eight, Vancouver to Memphis. I miss those Vancouver games, man. Those were great days. Um, not necessarily. No. Um, actually, when did Oklahoma City? Um, yeah, Oklahoma City and New Orleans. That was the Seattle SuperSonics who moved to Oklahoma City. Um, there were the uh, the what were they called the Bobcats? Charlotte Bobcats that moved to New Orleans, and then they recreated a team. Then they recreated the Charlotte Hornets. So that's happened since Vancouver, but. 9310, Las Vegas won't be around in 20 years. There won't be enough water. <laughs> 6860, uh, I'm with AJ. Jazz are Gonzo. Okay, I want to go back, and thank you for the text, by the way. I want to go back to 1570's thoughts. The, that the community is not going to back the team. Here's the thing. In three years, Eric, Quinn's gone. Donovan Mitchell's gone. Rudy Gobert's gone. Team's going to be trash. They're gonna be bad, and they're gonna have they're gonna be a below five hundred team. You have zero faith that the team, organization, front office, will make other moves to keep the team competitive. The if, writing if is on the wall. This uh, doomsday situation no. happens that Eric, you envision and you dream about. Players don't want to come to Utah. That's not true. Joe Johnson, when he was like fifty, and he was a he was an impact player. Okay, and then Boyan he was... Bogdanovich. How long did Joe Johnson... Whiteside. How long did Joe Johnson last here? Uh, one two, year. Two seasons? No, it was only one, wasn't it? No, it was two seasons. No, I think it was one. Pretty sure. George Hill was here for one or two years. 
that's a good question. He was here the same time Joe Johnson was, but I can't remember if he stayed next year or not. So you lost. He, it. he was chasing money to go to Sacramento. And it was a stupid That's deal. true. The eighty-six million. I told you that story, right? About the agent who told him that hey, because Jazz offered him like this insane amount of money, like overpaid the guy, and then his agent tells him, "Hey, don't worry, we're gonna find a competitive NBA team to get you, and you're gonna make a ton of money." So then he sits around waiting for somebody to call. Nobody calls, and Jazz are like, "Sorry, we're pulling that. We're pulling the trigger on this when we're going to get Ricky Rubio." So they go get Ricky, and he ends up. It was eighty six million that he would, that he got offered from the Jazz. He then ends up in Sacramento for forty. He fired his agent the next day. <laughs> That's right. So, anyways, um, uh, thank you six three nine one. That's right, Mike Connolly. After his All Star year, mm-hmm. resigned mm-hmm. with the Utah Jazz. Yeah, it's because. I don't know. I think there's a theory to that. I don't think Mike Conley was getting the offers he thought he was going to get. And we still paid him a chunk of money. 5452. Five, We've had this discussion before. Rudy Gay came to Utah and has made a huge impact. Everyone must want to come here. Okay, look. <laughs> That's Forget good. about, like, you have to keep this in the right frame of mind. Like, did they want to come here? And in, within that lens of time when it happened. Was that a significant player who chose to come to Utah? Let's not get muddied with what their impact was after they came here or what their impact really was on the team or not. But at the time that they decided to come here, were they a decent player? Rudy Gay was a decent player. Boyan Bogdanovich was absolutely a decent player. Hassan Whiteside, yeah, maybe he's on the twi- he's on the latter end of his career. Joe Johnson absolutely an impact player. Mike Connolly after being an all-star decided to stay in Utah. Those are good free agents. Stop with this stupid narrative that players don't want to come to Utah. Are, are we in the Colin Cowherd? If you're not in the top five free agent, you don't want to come to Utah? Okay, maybe we can have that discussion. But good players want to come to Utah. Like, the evidence is there. I'm, I don't know why I have to keep getting on this soapbox what? to keep explaining that the evidence Eric, is there. Eric. Joe Johnson was here for like one year. George Hill was here for George Hill was here for maybe a year, and I uh, might have been here for just one year. And dude, there's been players who have been offered and don't want to come here. Who? Uh, you got to ask Dennis Lindsay. Oh, high oh, profile stars. Oh, right. So high Kevin Durant stars. was offered. No, and he didn't want to come no, here. I'm Steph asking, Curry. I'm telling you to be realistic. Chose not to come. You here. can't be realistic. You well, can't be realistic. Look at realistic stars who were offered, and they said, "No, I'm not going to go there. We're going to go here instead." Uh, who are they? Ask Lindsay. That's as much. In That's the all Dennis would say. Stupid. That's all Dennis would that say. Ryan Smith was going to take the team. No, to Las dude. Vegas. It's, uh, that's the There's thing. no evidence. When Donovan Mitchell is gone, when Rudy Gobert is gone, and Quinn is gone as well, and we're back to the 2012, 2013, 14 Jazz darkest years. You think the community's going to back them up? You think we're going to have sellout arenas, Eric? Huh? 9315, is Ajay insane? He's saying the same stuff this week over and over about the Jazz, but none such happens. It's, uh, it's not happening this week. 5452, five, don't get so defensive, Eric. Yeah. I just know you like to bring Rudy Gay up. <laughs> yeah, Eric, don't yell at piranhas. <laughs> Look, I'm He's just, my dude. Don't get caught up in how did it work out. I'm focusing on when they were a free agent, were they a higher-profile player or a good player? 
And did they want to come to Utah? By definition, a free agent who signs here, they ha- yes, they want to come here. They don't sign the papers if they don't. And to say other free agents don't want to come here, I, I would love to see the list of who has said no, they don't want to come to Utah. Because when has Utah, the other question is, when has Utah pursued a high-level free agent? It Probably. hasn't happened since Gordon Hayward decided not to uh, to stick around, and then the timing was, was bad and they didn't have very many options. How do you know they haven't pursued a high-level free agent? Just as much as you know that the free agents have turned them down. Because Dennis Lindsay said they pursued high-level free agents. He said that in free agency. When? Back-to-back years. Two, two years ago and three years ago. He said that they, he pursued high-level free agents to come and help this team. They could build a contender that he felt would build into what Quinn was, or in, to fit the mold of what Quinn was doing. I mean, he didn't say who, and he wasn't going to say who. 2417. Got a lot of more texts coming through here. Got to get these. Uh, t- 2417. I'm having odd couple flashbacks to <laughs> you today. Yeah, stop wow. it, Eric. Uh, five four five two. Ajay, get Eric some medication before he has a stroke. I'll go get him a moon pie. <laughs> well, that may help. <laughs> Nine three one five. Ajay, twelve hours today. I need the moon pie. <laughs> That's like saying Nick Saban uh, was to come coach USU, but didn't come. So that means no one wants to coach in Cache Valley. People want to come to the Jazz. What the fetch, Leon Rose? Are you talking about? Nine nine four eight. Boozer wanted to play here. Antoine Carr, just to name a few. Boozer did, yeah, but okay. Here's the thing: we overpaid Boozer, didn't we? Then we like fork up a ton of money for the guy. It wasn't too dramatic. Cleveland fell asleep on that deal. That's true. He Cleveland did screw that pick, up. Yeah, and Cleveland just felt like, yeah, he'll stick around. He'll come back. We don't have to offer him that much. Jazz offered him a competitive, made a competitive offer, but I don't think they overpaid to get him. Do you remember when we had Wesley Matthews and he was in the peak of his good, like good days? And then he took a $34 million signing sheet. And the Jazz had a chance to match it. And they said, we ain't matching that for Wes. And then Wes ended up having his lowest career numbers in Portland. It's just funny. Like, you see guys who leave the Jazz. Shannon Anderson another and they, Dude, Shannon is the biggest what if probably in Jazz basketball history. Yeah. And just guys leave the Jazz and they're never the same. Gordon Hayward is diminished now. Darren Williams started eating donuts and became nothing. Some guys, they they thrive in a certain system, and they think it's because of them. And when they leave, they recognize they're in a different system, in a different culture, and it's not It's just different, yeah. Exactly, exactly. 9948, spend money and you'll get the players. By the way, I think that happens this summer. Like, Ryan Smith is one guy who doesn't worry about the luxury cap. But, see, they've been spending money, but they're spending on their own players who they've developed. Outside of Mike Connolly, who they re-signed, he was in a free agent. They need that third stool, L.A. guys. Uh, but they've been Collins spending said. money, but it's on whom? Yeah. God. So now the, the Joe Ingles money is off the books. Still have some money to spend. I would take Gary Harris. I think that's who we mentioned yesterday. I would take Gary in a heartbeat. I'd be thrilled. With Gary Harris. All right, we need to take a timeout here. Uh, Rudy Gobert making some interesting comments. Uh, he had a, he did an exclusive interview for the Athletic 
the other day. Really interesting article with Tony Jones and Sam Amick. Uh, and then I guess Rudy sat down with ESPN. Oh, did you listen to that? Uh, we're going to hear some clips Really from good, it. Eric. Really so that's good. that's coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Does your employer offer you seven weeks of vacation each year? Do they offer four-day weekends after three 12-hour shifts? If not, you're working at the wrong place. This is Scotty with Homestead Cabinet and Hiram. You heard me right. Seven weeks vacation, four-day weekends, three-day work weeks. Homestead Cabinet and Hiram is the place to be. We need good hard workers who are humble and curious to work in one of the most technologically advanced shops in the nation. If this is you, go to homesteadcabinet.net slash careers and apply today. Hi, this is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. At White Pine, we value compassion, integrity, and service. We are committed to serving you and treating your family as our family. We will be here when you need us most to listen, to help, and to provide exactly what your circumstances require. At White Pine, we promise to dedicate our time and attention to you and your family. We invite you to come by and meet us. We're confident you'll feel a difference. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical. I'd like to invite you to learn more about us. Since 1997, we've been Utah's premier one-stop shop for home medical equipment. What sets us apart at Alpine Home Medical is the superior level of customer service. We provide home oxygen, CPAPs, wheelchairs, scooters, breast pumps, and so much more. Come on down and get to know us. Alpine Home Medical, we bring wellness home. Visit alpinehomemedical.com. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. You know, for us, after we, what we've been through over the last few years and the COVID situation and everything, you know, we, we're both aware of that. And, and we, both, you know, uh, we both know that. It's something that's not going to stop, and uh, we got to mute that noise, and uh, we both have the same goal, is to win a championship here, and, um, and we got to embrace the moment. That's uh, Rudy Gobert, who uh, sat down with, I believe it was Malika Andrews? Yeah, it was, yep. And Really they, good interview, man. And that's a common phrase that uh, we're hearing out of this Jazz team this last week or so, about muting the noise. And um, uh, that players' meeting on a uh, team meeting on Monday, uh, maybe just what this team really needed. I, I get it. We're only a few games after that. We've got to see what kind of staying power it has. But um, uh, we're, I'm hearing the things that we need to hear out of a couple of these players. It, will it be enough, though? Uh, a couple other things that Rudy said, he, he kind of a sweeping interview. Not only discussing you know, his relationship with Donovan, but also just this team and uh, his thoughts about you know, other guys who should have uh, be in the running for the MVP. But one of the things that he did talk about is that there is kind of a fatigue level with some NBA voters that don't want to always give the MVP to the guy who deserves it. Sure. Don't always want to give the defensive player of the year too many times in a row to mm-hmm. the guy who deserves it. And he basically st- stumping for himself. Hey, look, the, the numbers don't lie. Uh, talking about his uh, defensive impact on games. A lot of great defenders in this league. And 
as they should. You know, they, they, it's great that a lot of guys want to win this award, but I think it should, should just be about impact. Mm. You know, who is having the most impact for their respective teams. And, uh, you know, uh, over the years, uh, I've been trying to, uh, every time I step on the court, translate what I do into wins and into, you know, impacting my team in a positive way defensively. And uh, this year again, you know, we're back and uh, not as good as last year collectively, but still a very good defensive team. And, uh, and when you look at the numbers, they don't lie. I mean, they speak for themselves. So the numbers don't lie, but is Rudy's defensive impact as pronounced this year as it was in other years when he won Defensive Player of the Year award? And if not yeah. Rudy, who else should we be considering as the Defensive Player of Giannis. the Year? I think it's Giannis. Yeah, I think it's Giannis and and, and, and I, okay, so he, Jaron Jackson Jr. would also be a good candidate, and he is. I think he's in the running, Eric. The problem is, is 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 Rudy's numbers still really, really good? Yes. Are they Rudy numbers? No. That's the problem. Is that every media voter or every voter is going to look at? Oh, those are okay numbers, but those aren't Rudy Gobert numbers. Right. He set a really high bar for. Himself. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, so what do you? I mean, what do you tell the guy to do? Hey, we need you to go suck for the next two seasons and then play have one really good year, and that will get you right back in the conversation again. You can't tell a guy to do that. You got to be able to open your eyes and say, "Okay, look, that bar that he set is way too unreachable for guys like Draymond Green, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and others." But if he's still doing this, and it's still putting him with the name of Giannis, still up there, and we're saying, oh, this is an average Rudy Gobert, he's your defensive player of the year. That answers your question right there. It bothers me. Uh, here's, he, he addressed this uh, voter fatigue, maybe, that he's yeah. won it so many times before already that some people may not want to give it to him again just because... And I have another name for this after he's this. He's already gotten it a few times. It's kind of human nature to... Kind of, when someone does the same thing over and over and over every year and is really being consistent doing it, you kind of take that for granted. And and I kind of knew it was coming, but mm. this year I really felt like people are kind of like, okay, uh, Rudy is doing this, but let's, let's see what other guys are doing. And, uh, you know, let's... Let's stop looking at the numbers, stop looking at the impact, and then uh, find the more exciting narratives out there. And I don't really blame them, but... Uh... Yeah, you didn't so, really blame them, but... Do you know what the name's called now? F- it's, not, it's, it's not voter fatigue. It's LeBron James fatigue. Like, do you remember when LeBron had three straight really, really freaking great years? And he wasn't named MVP once. Like, they just got sick of it. They're like, dude, we can't do this with anymore. Like, we gotta find somebody else. Give me, give me anybody. Oh, Steph Curry, sure, why not? Um, it's 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 on, and it's, it's so the same thing happened to LeBron James. Yeah, honestly, and it happened to Shaquille O'Neal. He got yeah. robbed of an MVP award twice. True, and it's because people, the voters, were kind of tired of him. Um, and his numbers were historically awesome, like historically, Eric. But they got tired of it, and that's and the same thing coming with Rudy Gobert. Nothing he's done wrong. It's just that the voters are like, we got to see a new face on this trophy. And but here's the thing: Are they going to get sick of Giannis next year? Then Eric, are they going to be a like, good man, question. he's won the MVP, when the defensive MVP? Well, we got to find somebody else doing something here. Somebody else has got to stand out to us. So besides talking about why his 
the, the numbers and his play speaks for itself as to why he deserves another Defensive Player of the Year award. Uh, he did talk about some other issues, and specifically about this team trying to hang together, and really said that, look, others are trying to divide us. It's not us, but others are trying to create narratives that don't exist. There's always going to be noise. Mm. You know, there's a lot of... Uh a lot of teams and a lot of people that would love for us to to, to, to break apart. They would love to get a Rudy Gobert or Donovan Mitchell in their team. And uh, there's a lot of bigger market too that would love to, to get that. And uh, we, we're aware of that. And and we know that everything that happens within our team on the court, of the floor of the court is gonna be, is being looked at with a, with a very, with a big scope and, and people are looking for anything they can find to just try to divide us. That's true. You know, you've, you've heard of corporate espionage. Mm-hmm. That has to happen in the NBA and in professional sports. Somebody in the front office will float a rumor just to get other people talking and to get some other organization to spend their time and energy trying to refute or root out if it's true or not. If you can get some other organization to spend their time doing other things than focusing on playing and winning, then it's exhausting. Yeah. That's uh, that's, it's part of the the part of the game. Speaking of the game itself too. uh, Rudy talked about how this team has to uh, take advantage. He recognizes it's a short window and it's a closing window. And so they have to be able to take advantage of the team as it's constructed now and make the most of it. Easy to look at the past, look at the future, and what if, what that. But at the end of the day, we have an opportunity today. And uh, I think for us, the most important thing to do is to, to embrace that. And, uh, you know, and, and when the season is over, the season is over. It's the NBA. No one plays, uh, nobody plays together for, for 20 years. You mm-hmm. know, it's, we know it's a business and we know how it works, but... Uh, for us, it's it's really the, the 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 point is that supporting each other is the key, and uh, be there for one another. And it's never going to be perfect. There is no there is no team in the NBA when it's perfect. Yeah, you know, it's the NBA. But when we share the same goal and then uh, we we support each other, that's uh, that's huge. Uh, the only exception to what he had to say was, you know, John and Carl did have a very long run together, but yeah. that is very, very unique, was then and is still today. But he's right. I mean, it, it's a good core group, and it, they're not going to be together forever. Yeah. Well, and I, I uh, we talked about the window and how it can close. I think that could be the that could be something here. You know, how long is Mike Conley's windows open? How long is Donovan Mitchell's window in Utah open? Same with Rudy Gobert. Same with Quinn Snyder. Uh, just got to take advantage of it while it's here. And honestly, it only needs to be here for too much longer. Uh, 4260 says Michael Jordan should have should have like seven MVPs. Carl Malone got two of them. And uh, Barkley got another. Yeah, Barkley shouldn't have got the one. Uh, I think there, there was serious Jordan fatigue there. There was... A lot of Jordan fatigue, 
especially when Malone got his. That was it was just like, look, Jordan, dude, we've seen enough of you. Like, we got to get somebody else in here. Well, besides MVP, he was always in the running for Defensive Player of the Year, All Star Game MVP, All Star Game MVP, yeah, dude, Finals he was, MVP, yeah, All Team, First All Team. I mean, he was everywhere, and it was like, okay, we got to see something else. And and Karl Malone deserved his. I had the best record in the Western Conference, tough Western Conference. His numbers, he was Definitely the best, thirty two and ten a night, highest field goal percentage shooter in the league, highest free throw percentage shooter in the league. Um, and second highest in rebound. I mean, the guy was a monster. So when asked who he thinks should be the MVP this year, Rudy Gobert had... Uh, I'm going to guess Giannis. This, if he had a vote, this is who he would vote for. Giannis. I mean, this year, there's, the, 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 there's a few guys that uh, had amazing years. Obviously, uh, three guys come to mind. Uh, Nikola Jokic, Joel, and then uh, and Giannis. Mm. I think... Uh, once again, when you look at the impact, you know, when you look at the, the, the name of the award is the most valuable player. So who has been the most valuable for their team? And I think um, if I had to vote, I would vote for, for Jokic. There you go. Wow. Jokic. I, I can't really disagree. I, it's going to be a really someone's tough get, year. I'm going to tell you, someone's going to be livid when it's all said and done. Someone, And there's going to be probably three awards that are going to feel like that. Yes. Giannis has had a fantastic year. Joel Embiid has had a fantastic year. Yeah. But Jokic has done it without any help. Two of his main guys have been out all year. Now, Embiid has has performed well despite a lot of noise. And there was a significant trade that happened. So I think you can make a really strong case for Embiid. And Giannis, everything he does on the court has an impact. But uh, you're Good right, somebody's going to be left out. Yeah, look, the most improved player of the year, sixth man of the year, defensive player of the year, and MVP are going to leave people angry. That's just how it's going to be. Um, that's good for the NBA. It, that's exactly what I was going to say. Great thought, Eric. That is what the NBA desperately needs right now is a little bit of a controversy. Uh, 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in. We're going to take a quick time out here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, we'll get into our pick six. I don't want to. And opening day of baseball. Okay, can we skip pick six and do opening day? Uh, I've paid you back on so much crap. No, I'm so sick of doing it. Pick six is like a tradition unlike any other. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's what our vo- dude, that's what our intro should be. <laughs> come on. Before we step aside, just want to remind you about Mountain West Motor. Uh, it's Logan's newest truck and SUV dealership, located at 615 North Main in Logan, right across the street from Angie's. Great selection of trucks and SUVs, specially customized for your next adventure. So whether that's hauling trailers uh, it's during spring break or hauling kids during spring break, <laughs> just go uh, check out Mountain West Motor. We've got a great selection of vehicles there on their lot at 615 North Main. Or you can even check out their inventory online. Hey, MWMotor.com. Um, have you uh, told your kids to go, hey, grab the truck and go haul some dirt? Is that, I mean, is that what you're doing? Haul some dirt and rocks this spring break? Dude, they're going to be so excited to go back to school, Eric. That's how bad it is right now this then, week Then for I them. will be winning. If they're excited to go back to school, I am winning. That's just sad. 
Poor kids. It's happened to us all. Red punch, nail polish, coffee or paint. This is Dow with Northern Utah Chem Dry. What you don't realize is using your own methods can potentially lock in stains within the carpet. ChemDry's patented stain removal solutions have successfully removed stains all over Cass Valley. If we can't get it out, no one can. So next time you spill, call ChemDry of Northern Utah. ChemDry of Northern Utah. ChemDry of Northern Utah. 435-752-6100. If you want a natural stone look on your home without the expense, think Coldwater Stone in Tremonton. They have partnered with Castellite and Logan to bring you the look and style you want at a price much less than natural stone. Stop into Coldwater's Tremonton showroom or Castellite and Logan and see how they take some of the most beautiful resources the earth has to offer. Then shapes and blends them to create your dream home. Create your custom masterpiece online at coldwaterstone.com. Coldwater Stone, the natural choice for all of your stone needs. Summer is just a around the corner. Don't crank up your AC unit before getting it serviced. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning is the team you should call for quality on-time service. If your system needs replaced, think York. York has the best warranties in the business with affordable financing options. Call Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning at 752-7272 or stop by their showroom west of DI. Online at advancedheating-ac.com. until you are Advanced Heating and Air. It's the Full Court Press. 1907, smoke and mirrors, don't be surprised if the Jazz go deep. This team right now going into the postseason does not have the momentum and confidence that a championship-level team ought to have. Can that change? Can it grow and be developed over the course of the next six weeks? Yeah, that's really hard because it just ratchets up every game. And if you're not all connected, you're not all supporting each other, and you're not all out there having fun, it's hard to win a lot of games doing that. Weekdays from 4 to 6, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Since 1896, couples throughout Utah have shopped S.E. Needham Jewelers for their diamond engagement ring. We offer our integrity price guarantee on a beautiful selection of unique, high-quality diamond engagement rings. Gals, you'll love our rings, and guys, you'll love our prices. We price our diamonds at internet pricing. Review the web and come see, hands-on, our beautiful selection. Shop and compare. Get S.E. Needham quality at internet pricing, where Utah gets engaged. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. So now the count is full. Runners at first and third. Tie game. The crowd in a frenzy in the 3-2 pitch. Hamp hits a drive into right center field. Back goes Kane. That ball is going to be off the wall. One run is in. Contreras around third. He scores. Two-run double. Ian Happ. Cubs lead five to three. Why do you do that? Opening day of baseball. Why do you? And so you play Cubs highlight. But of course, they won. It you is could a get highlight. like the Yankees or the Astros or actually a title contending team by chance. Dodgers. Uh, actually, those are the only baseball highlights for today that are in our system. Oh. So, so take that. <laughs> uh, hey, you know, we talked about, like, <laughs> pitching, like the, the oh, doot, yeah. doot, 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 doot on the wrist that communicates to the pitcher. Yeah, go. 
apparently, not everybody is tickled about it. Carl <laughs> Ravage talking about some of these uh, concerns with some of the new technology in baseball. I think it makes a great deal of sense. Look, I'm, I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist. I, I think it's wonderful, and I do think it will prevent sign stealing, but I, I do worry about the idea that when when something tech, technology is is presented, you're likely to find people to try to figure out a way to actually tap into it. Exactly. That, that's how it all works. So I think it's going to work. That's true. It, it, you know, there's somebody going to figure out a way to hack the signal, tap into it somehow. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to hack into the signal, Eric. Earpieces under long hair. Everybody knows what's going on. Jeez, is, is some fan, up. is some nerdy fan going to go in there with a laptop and start typing in and finding into the system? Scream out. Just, hey, Akuna, it's an outside fastball. It's coming right at you, buddy. No one's going to hack into the system. Dude, we're so paranoid these days. Don't stop. I don't know what the hell that is. Curveball. Stop it. <laughs> oh, yeah, the certain sounds like you know what it's going to be. Do, 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 do. Uh, you're getting beaned. <laughs> Better duck. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Fetch. Okay. okay uh, opening okay. day. Yeah. Major League Baseball. Yep, yep, opening right? day. Yep. It's exciting. Yep. Oh, yep. Whoopity doo. Or do you feel like ah, I'm still grumpy over the lockout and I, I I can't get excited just yet? No, I'm still pissed at Freddie Freeman. <laughs> that's what's got you salty. Boston and New York got postponed tonight, huh? Oh, man, that's supposed to be the game of the night, too. That's supposed to be ESPN. Uh, yeah, there's been some weather Mets, delays. Man, yeah, there's, dude, Washington Mets are delayed. Atlanta, Cincinnati on at 6 on ESPN, too. I'll have to watch that one. See how my Braves do. I'm, I'm interested in what my, what my uh, guys' lineup's going to look like. How Matty Olson does in the uh, fourth spot. Acuna Jr.'s back. By the way, he made some comments. Do you hear about this? Made some comments about Freddie Freeman leaving? No. And he was like, it's good. I don't, he goes, I'm not, I don't miss him at all. We had lots of clashes. Wow, really? Yeah, I didn't call him a good teammate. Said he was hard to talk to. Interesting. That just sour grapes, or is it a revelation now that he can speak freely? That I he's think gone? it's a revelation because he can speak free, f- speak freely. Look, like there's this like charming, innocence aura that comes off of Freddie Freeman. When in reality, he's a jerk, and no one liked him. I didn't like him. I thought he was a jerk. Well, you loved him. No, I, I until did. he spurned you. No, I hate the guy. Freddie Freeman and Hated Tom Brady guy. are like all three outfielders. No, I, I I don't like both guys. And don't you ever make me say what I had to say that one day. <laughs> I didn't make you say yes, it. you did. Something you committed to. No, but he wasn't even, well, he was listening. Yes, he was. He was texting us like, I haven't heard it yet. It's your fault, Eric. Um. All right, do you want to hear another baseball highlight that does not involve the Cubs? It depends. What team is it? Royals. Oh, yeah, sure. Why not? What's up, Casey? This is uh, Kansas Witt, City Jayhawks. Witt Jr., his first MLB hit. Oh, sweet. Signal given. Kinsey looks back at second. 1-0 pitch to Witt. Drive left field toward the corner. It's in there. Here comes Michael A. Taylor. Witt sprinting to second. RBI double. First big league hit. Possibly the game-winning hit in the opener. <laughs> 
<laughs> Can you play that first part again, scary please? How that got started? Signal given. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have that guy be like, "Boom goes dynamite." <laughs> Kenzie looks back at second. <laughs> That's a three. Yummy. <laughs> okay. Hey, who? Okay, right now. Hey, hold on. Opening day. Who's your World Series prediction? Let's hear it. Oh man, World Series prediction right now. Come on, Eric. Then then the rules. Uh, okay, I'll go with. Uh, uh, I, I don't like to, but I have to say the Dodgers. I don't like to pick them, but I'm gonna have to go with the Dodgers. And, uh, man, the Dodgers and. Uh, Red Sox. I like the Red Sox out of the AL without question. And that was a little bit tougher. I think it's still really competitive. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Oh. I know there's a little bit of distraction because it's the Pujols farewell tour. And usually when those farewell tours go on, teams get distracted and their season ends up being a bust. I think the Cardinals handle it well. I like the Red Sox and Cardinals. And uh, I think the Cardinals get swept. And then uh, five four five two says White Sox and the Braves. Mm. That'd be a weird series. Chicago and Atlanta, huh? The good Chicago, not the bad Chicago. I don't know about that. Uh, all right, on the other side of this timeout, we will get into our pick six. Try to predict the six things that could happen this weekend. Invite you to play along. This is the herd. The winner in this is also. Colin Cowherd. Uh, the tweet was, hey, I'm out for the season officially. See y'all in the fall. Uh, didn't really read the room. It's felt in the last year that LeBron got a lot more out of the city of Los Angeles than the city of Los Angeles has gotten out of LeBron. This franchise decided to give LeBron everything he wanted. Don't joke about it. This is The Herd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Does your employer offer you seven weeks of vacation each year? Do they offer four-day weekends after three 12-hour shifts? If not, you're working at the wrong place. This is Scotty with Homestead Cabinet and Hiram. You heard me right. Seven weeks vacation, four-day weekends, three-day work weeks. Homestead Cabinet and Hiram is the place to be. We need good hard workers who are humble and curious to work in one of the most technologically advanced shops in the nation. If this is you, go to homesteadcabinet.net slash careers and apply today. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. It's the Full Court Press Pick 6. Ever since March Madness ended, I am so bored. Six things we think will happen this weekend. I don't know how the whole betting thing started, but it's fun. All right, six things we think might happen this weekend. I take three. Ajay takes three. And on Monday, we'll see how close we we got. Who got it right? I hate this. I hate this game. All right, I'm going to let you go first, though, Ajay. Oh, are you? Well, that's really kind of you that you're deferring for once in your life. All right, Eric, let's go Warriors. Actually, yeah, let's go Warriors and Spurs at San Antonio. Uh, Obviously, the Warriors... uh, what, in the third spot, right? Um, this is in San Antonio. I'm going to go San Antonio. No, I'm going to go Golden State by three and a half, over, under. Uh, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the... Oh, man, they already secured a playoff spot, though, huh? 
Yeah, I'm going to take the uh, under as well. Uh, you know Popovich. You know how that guy works, too. All right, Tiger Woods, Sunday afternoon, after the Masters is finished. Over, under. Shooting two and a half. Two and a half over? No, two and a half under. Two and a half under par? Over, under, two and a half under. Uh, I'm going to take the over. So he shoots better? No. He shoots worse? Yes. Okay. Shoot, two and a half was a bad line. No! I'll go I'll go over with you. Sucks. <laughs> okay. Not winning at any of these. Uh let's go to Sunday in basketball in the NBA. Jazz and Trailblazers. Jazz by 13 and a half over under. Uh let's see. Jazz by 13 and a half? Yeah. Um I'm gonna, oh. I'm gonna go over. You know what? I'm gonna change it. Sorry. We're going to go Celtics-Grizzlies, and I'm going to say Grizzlies by six and a half. Okay, let's see. <laughs> Grizzlies by oh. six and a half? Yeah, hosting the Celtics on Sunday. Um, I'm going to take I'm gonna take the under. There we go. I'll take the over. Okay. For me, <clears throat> Rudy Gobert, minutes at Portland. Jazz play at Portland on Sunday. So the minutes played by Rudy Gobert, 20 and a half. I'm going to go... I'm going to go over. I'm going to go under. Okay. In baseball on Saturday, the Red Sox are at the Yankees. Game will be on FS1. Sox by one and a half runs. Under. I'm going to take the over. And then the last one for me on Sunday night on TNT, uh, it's going to be, oh, you already took the Celtics and Grizzlies, so I'm going to take the later game, Warriors and Pelicans. Um, I'm going to say Warriors by five and a half. Over. I'm going to take the under. Because uh, the Pelicans are still fighting. A few texts came in, Eric. Five four five two said White Sox versus Braves. A zero zero three says, "You know I'm you're in your corner, Ajay, but the Braves are horrible. Dodgers twenty twenty two. That's too bad. Six two one one. Don't go with the Evil Empire. The Dodgers go Giants. All right, there you go. I, I am interested to see what the Giants do this year. Uh, I think that they were competitive last year. They kind of had some letdowns late, but." Um, I, I'm curious to see what San Francisco looks like this year. And the other team that I'm really curious about, San Diego. A lot of hype last year. Played well through the first part of the season and then just totally collapsed. Do they get their act together? Uh, or you know, which, which team do we see this year? The first half of last year or the second half of last year? San Diego is going to be a really interesting team to me. Uh, Kirk Cracktope reporting that uh, the players at 71 include Tony Finau and Tiger Woods will be... Tied for 10th going into round two of the Masters. So Finau and Woods right now tied for 10th, which isn't actually too bad after day one. All right. Well, tomorrow we'll have more updates on what's going on with the Masters. Uh, Utah Jazz will be getting ready to take on the Phoenix Suns. And uh, it looks like most Jazz players will be available except for your usual suspects. Doku has a bouquet. Trent Forrest (laughs) is going to be out. 
but uh, a lot of the guys who sat uh, last night should be available. The question for Phoenix is who will they make available, even though their their positioning is pretty well made sure. Um, do how much do they risk going too hard? Um, so anyway, we'll preview that matchup and some of the other continued updated standings and the playoff push for these teams because we know who's making the playoffs now and who isn't, but the standings are still very much in flux for several teams uh, and potentially including the Utah Jazz. So we'll break that down for you tomorrow as well. Until then, have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow.